Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, amigas? Get ready for a podcast that's for the millennial woman who's busy with life but itching for girl time and reconnection. We talk about all the things you would talk about with the girls at brunch. You know, the combos that are straight up sopita for your spirit. All right, guys, I am so excited. I have been waiting for this um, interview with my friend for like a month. And let me just jump in. I want to introduce one of my favorite people, Nurse Annie with Skim Charm. Skim Charm. <laughs> I have the Kardashians on my brain. Not way. connected to the Kardashians, unfortunately, yet. Yeah. But. So it's Skin Charm. Now, I love you. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So we're such a, like, girls vibe here on this podcast. So we're just, like, hanging out like girlfriends. Love like, it. nothing formal. I think I couldn't be formal even if I tried. Yeah, same girl. I know. <laughs> I love that. So, um, so a little backstory. I met Annie like uh, five years ago. Um, she's an injector, a nurse injector. That's yep. like the official title. And she sticks stuff in my face to, <laughs> <laughs> to hashtag preserve the pretty is her hashtag, which I love. Um, you guys know I have been super vocal about like my injections and my Botox. Like I don't shy away from it. And I did a lot of research before I found Annie, and I was like, I love your approach because you're such a, like, au natural. Thank you. Like, you love to just enhance, not, like, augment. Absolutely, you know? yes. You don't want to make people look different. You just want to make them feel refreshed and, like... Best version of themselves, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure that my aesthetic, everybody's aesthetic is very different, right? And I'm yeah. sure that there are some patients that would feel like I am too natural of an injector, and that's totally fine. Yeah. But I definitely think... Good work is invisible. No one should know that you had anything done. For sure. They should just think you look great and not know why. I love that. And that's exactly why I come to you because, like, I just want to keep looking 30 forever. A <laughs> hundred. Yes. Forever 21, maybe not. Forever 30. Yes, yes please. Me yes. too. I want to look 30 forever. So I don't want to look like I'm trying to look like I'm 30. Yes. I just want to look like, basically the way I put it is, like, I just want to look like I look like I got a good night's rest. Yes. I'm with you on that. I totally agree. <laughs> so this is so exciting. So I want to jump into a little bit of your business, Skin Charm. Yeah. Right before we start recording, you talked about you opened your business in October 2019. Yeah. Like literally right before the pandemic. Right before. How was that? You know, honestly, I can't complain. I feel so beyond grateful and blessed that we're able to still be here and do what we do. Yeah. Um, you know, we launched in October of 2019. Mm -hmm. Things were going great. Holiday season's always amazing. And yes. then... Yeah, the COVID stuff started kind of trickling in. It was very scary. Mm -hmm. And then with Arizona, you know, we are more of a flexible state as far yes. as like, you know, shutdowns and regulations mm -hmm. go. And so um, being that we are in practice with a plastic surgeon, we basically just followed all of the elective surgery stuff. Mm -hmm. So we had to actually shut down the practice for about a month and a half, which okay. was, of was course, scary? not ideal. Yeah. Definitely yeah. scary. Um, yeah, we had no idea what was going to happen. You know, we mm -hmm. started, we just pivoted. We, we started trying to be available to people via online consults mm -hmm. and 
you know, skincare and people really, really, as you probably know, yeah. got so excited about skincare. And I think it was like a time that they just oh, decided, yeah. okay, this, if I'm going to be at home, I'm going to be doing this. For sure. Um, and the pandemic, quite honestly, I feel like almost made the industry boom even more, which is not something that we were expecting. So I think people not only being at home and looking at themselves all day in the mirror, <laughs> yeah. not having a lot to do, um, but also their Zoom calls, you yeah. know, watching themselves on film. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had a dollar for every time somebody mentioned a Zoom call to me, I mean, yeah, it's that's crazy. Wow. So that is, so in a sense, like, you don't want to say a pandemic helped your business, but it definitely pivoted in a way that you're getting clientele and yeah. that you wouldn't have gotten before it, right? hundred percent. Or, you know, Sometimes, for example, somebody might be treating one area on their face, and then once they start seeing themselves Mm -hmm. on camera, they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I had those forehead wrinkles. We're going to treat those, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Well, so I'm curious, too, um, have you noticed, like, people coming in, like you said, for things that they didn't want before, and now all of a sudden they're like, actually, I think I want to do this instead. How do you, like, prevent people from maybe going a little overboard? So uh, that's a really good question because I think in this industry, you know, there are two types of injectors. There's people Mm -hmm. that just... Unfortunately, they're like, okay, yeah. this person wants it. They're going to do it anyways. I'm going to take the money mm-hmm. and do what they want. Yeah. Um, and then there's injectors like myself that if somebody doesn't need something, I have no problem telling them you don't need it. Like, no, thank you. No. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's truly, I mean, if somebody does not need something, it does not benefit me to inject yeah. them. Um, well, because then you're walking billboard, basically, walking right? Business cards. Yeah. Selfishly, <laughs> yeah. they are my walking business cards. And also, I just... I don't know. I just ethically, I cannot inject somebody with something that they don't need. Yeah. It's just not. How do you me. decide if what someone needs or doesn't? Like, because I know what your preferences could be different than someone else's preferences. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like you definitely have a more um, conservative approach when it comes to yeah. your injecting. But where do you like, how do you decide like, like for me, for example, I can look at 400 things on my face and be like, all these things need to fix. Where do you like balance whether you think I need it fixed or I don't, you know? So that's a really good question. I think, you know, beauty is definitely in the eye of the beholder. So there are definite aesthetics that people prefer mm-hmm. always. Um, however, you know, when I'm looking at the face, I like to look at it as a whole and, and treat with a global approach. And so oh. I keep the ideal proportions of people's face in mind so that nothing is ever too over augmented nothing is out of whack where mm-hmm. you know when you see somebody walking down the street for example with over injected lips you can tell because yeah. it's just it's, there's too much volume yeah and you have to be respectful of people's specific anatomy mm-hmm. so that it stays natural looking so yeah. you're right because we do all have things on our faces that are like oh what about this little <laughs> tiny line right here if it's something that I'm like sister no one sees that but you I promise I'm gonna tell you okay <laughs> that's what you need though you yes. need somebody that's gonna be honest honest with you because if not you're gonna end up walking around like a cat lady yeah well I we don't want that no and myself even as an injector you know I have a, an awesome team here too that I don't even inject myself like I can inject myself with Botox yeah. you know once in a while if I need to but I actually prefer to rely on my colleagues and be like do you see this or am I nuts like yeah. do I actually need this or do I not that's good so because that keeps you in check <laughs> yes try to practice what I preach guys so I will okay with that being said I've been seeing a lot of Instagram posts about people injecting like eight syringes in the face Mm -hmm. at once is that because that sounds scary for somebody that doesn't know anything about injections like is that safe and normal and okay to do it totally is in the right patient so okay one syringe to give people kind of a a context and what that actually looks like is about the equivalent of one blueberry 
So it's tiny. Oh, okay. It's not a ton of volume. Now, okay. that being said, I would say on average, most patients that come in to see me per visit are probably doing between two to four syringes, maybe even one to two syringes. Yeah. So it just depends on what they need. If somebody really has, say, never had anything ever, mm-hmm. and they're losing a lot of volume in their like cheeks, and mm-hmm. they're losing a lot of volume in, or they don't have a very strong jawline, that's where using multiple syringes really comes in into play. Got it. Um, like if someone were just getting their lips done, say, I don't inject more than one syringe yeah. at a time. Yeah. Whereas if I am doing the whole face, it can take. Okay. So like somebody like you just mentioned, eight, six or seven syringes is normal. But like if you put seven syringes in my face, you don't need it. (laughs) But I would look like wild, right? Okay. Because she doesn't need it. So because you've been you're you know diligent about doing small amounts yes. over time mm-hmm. i that's usually when somebody has either never done something or they really truly are you know maybe somebody that is super super thin and uh-huh. they don't have a lot of facial volume Got and it. they don't have an existing jawline and they need like serious contour okay. going on i would say doing eight syringes at a time is rare mm-hmm. for sure but mm-hmm. it can be done without looking crazy okay in the right patient perfect um the other thing i saw and i'm only bringing this up not because i believe it because i hate when people follow tiktok advice <laughs> The Bible. (laughs) I get like, because you guys know that I'm currently going to esthetician school. So now that I'm like learning the actual education of it and I see the skincare advice people are offering on social media, it makes me cringe. It's cringy, right? It's so cringy. And so, and that's skincare. I can't imagine like injection (gasps) advice or whatever the case may be, but there's this girl, and maybe this is true, who knows, but there's this girl going viral right now advising everyone to dissolve their um in lip injections every three years no okay did don't you do see it. okay <laughs> don't do it i haven't heard that one but i'm not surprised okay so you know? they're saying like you have to dissolve them every three years because leftover it doesn't always and then if it's leftover for too long it starts to migrate no no okay no. so okay. filler that we inject in that injectors should be using there are lots of different fillers so lord knows what people always use the yeah. fillers that i use in the lips are hyaluronic acid base so that's a naturally occurring acid Mm -hmm. in your body they naturally break down over that year's time now if for some reason i mean sometimes filler can follow the path of least resistance and go in an area where maybe it's not ideal and you end up with a tiny little lump or a bump yeah it's easy to dissolve that Mm -hmm. we have an enzyme that we can inject and correct that very easily but you by no means need to be setting up appointments to dissolve the filler that you have been paying a lot of money <laughs> That's for. That's what I'm it's saying. Ridiculous. I'm like, wait, what if it looks good mm-hmm. and I'm fine with it? And Unless there's a problem, leave it alone. Is there a chance that filler could stick around longer than a year or two? You know, in certain areas, in certain patients, we don't know why, but sometimes that can happen. Okay. The area that I see that happen, I would say most frequently, is in the tear troughs. Oh, interesting. Um, I think because that area does not move very much and you mm. don't really animate a ton yeah. in that area, tear troughs um, for reference to is the under the area that's right under your eyes so sometimes there's a little groove there um, on patients and we can just use a little bit of filler there to kind of lift it up mm-hmm. I will also say that that area is so rarely treated because not that many people are good candidates for it okay. so I do see when people overcorrect that area, it can really last a long time, oh. and then it's just because not... it looks like you have face pillows, huh? Yes, just like a puffy face, and we don't want that. We don't. We so never you, want that. You don't. That's not something you. That's probably like your last case scenario that yeah. you offer for client or patients. Definitely. Okay. Cool. Yeah. If somebody thinks that they have tear trough issues. We usually always treat the cheek first. That's because, what you do with me. Yes. Remember I came in and I asked for that and you're like, mm, I don't, don't think do you it. need that. And then the cheeks really help. Yeah. 
because you want that the ideal highest point on your face is really like at that apex of your cheek you never want it right under your eye Mm -hmm. if the highest point on your cheek is under your eye it's going to make your eyes look small yeah so which not reflect light where you want it to what injection do you think makes the most difference in someone's face oh my god like like seriously (laughs) so hard but honestly (laughs) cheeks are like yeah for everything it's it's really interesting because cheeks are truly kind of a blind spot. People don't always think they need cheeks. They don't notice that they have cheek volume mm-hmm. loss. Um, but the cheek, you know, when the cheek starts to deflate, you don't necessarily notice the cheek has an issue, but you do notice things like under your eyes yes. look different, lines around the mouth, like nasolabial folds, or sometimes people call them smile lines, and then also the jawline and pre-jowl yeah. and jowling situation. So the cheek lifts everything up. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a girdle for your it face. It is. It's like spanks for your face. <laughs> I, I should that. trademark that. Spanks for your face is your cheek, folks. It's so true because I think, because so I'm the perfect example. Like I, I've always had big cheeks my whole life, so yes. I always thought like, I don't want cheek injections. They're just going to make me look like, a, yes. you know, like this, like I have apple, like these big balls in my face. But you do it in a way where it does just lift and it doesn't necessarily make your cheeks bigger. Yes, exactly. And you're, you know, you have a very similar face shape to like my sister where you guys have amazing cheeks already and you don't need a lot of volume in mm-hmm. your cheek. However, when you place volume in the right spot, it actually makes your face look smaller, which is a confusing concept for people. Yeah, because they think if I add volume, it's just going to make my face bigger. No, it like slims it. Yes. Again, spanks for your face. I'm just face spanks coming soon. <laughs> face spanks. Okay. The other quite one of the final questions I have is I'm seeing a lot, and I think you guys offer this the PDO threads. Yes. Yes. Okay. Can you kind of share what? Because that looks. I'm not going to lie. It looks terrifying. It looks barbaric for sure. <laughs> I'm like, no. I know it does. But look scary. I also. So before you started off. Offering it, I I saw it and I used to be like, hell no, yeah. I will never do that. But then I was like, well, if Annie's offering it, <laughs> it must be a great thing. So can you kind of explain what it is and then yeah. why it might be good for someone? Yes, definitely. So PDO threads are um, basically a natural, it's a suture that naturally dissolves that we can place in the face and help kind of tighten and lift without adding volume. So for somebody that has adequate volume in their face Mm -hmm. but still feels like they have a little bit of sagging going Mm -hmm. on and it's not a candidate for a you know a true facelift yeah pdo threads can really help to kind of lift things up um they basically just stimulate your body's collagen okay so it's a very natural approach actually Mm -hmm. for lifting the face up without adding volume um i was actually um, very against doing PDO threads for a really long time because okay. I, in my background, I was trained by a double board certified facial plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. And so the gold standard face lifting technique is always going to be a facelift, yes. face and neck lift always. So, mm-hmm. you know, for those patients that are in their fifties and in their sixties, they need a surgery yeah. usually, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to under promise and over deliver with a PDO thread. Yeah. However, for patients now I've seen, because I had PDO threads done myself. Oh, and okay. So I actually, for a long time, I was very resistant. And then I finally, everyone was doing it. Everyone was talking about it. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do it to myself first before okay. I do it to any patients. Uh-huh. And then if I like it, then we'll incorporate it into the practice. So I did it. And now I am a believer in it because, and, and I can share my before and after photos too with yeah. you if you want to see Where them. Where did you do them? them. Like, so they um, do a tiny little 
and it doesn't hurt by the oh, way it okay. looks crazy but <sighs> we do this tiny little injection of lidocaine uh-huh. wherever you're doing it mine was a little spot in the cheek and then a little spot in my jawline okay and then we just basically weave the little thread down uh-huh. the jawline and then tighten it back up oh. and, then, and then i know and it sounds <laughs> but it doesn't, it's not painful it not wasn't as all. painful as like no no i mean anything worse than a cheek injection no. okay no it feels like and it's very quick it feels like a little quick pinch but and how long have has it been since you've had them done so i did them in february Okay, so you've had some time to feel yep. it out, and you see the results, and you love them. Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And um, what were your side effects? Honestly, the recovery was so easy. I was really? expecting for it to be worse than filler. Um, not that filler is that bad, no. but there's always lumps, bumps, bruising, yeah. swelling. Uh, I was a little swollen for mm-hmm. a couple weeks, but mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't have one bruise. I mean, wow. It, so I, and I, like with any procedure, if you have an event coming up, I would say probably do it at least four weeks beforehand, yeah, especially sure. because with PDO threads, your results are going to get better at four and eight weeks. Uh-huh. So that way you have time to kind of reap And how long does it last? Up. It lasts for like two years. Wow. Yeah. Which is really cool. So then the age frame would be, so it wouldn't be someone as old as like 50, but it wouldn't be like, you're not going to do this to a 25 year old. Right. So, so I will say like there's, me. there are areas <laughs> that some people like to do it in younger faces oh, okay. like brow lifting which oh, okay. we are very cautious with that you lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're going to see people on the Instagram talking about things like the um, the foxy brow. Oh, yeah. It's I not that. really that natural looking. Yeah. So, however, if somebody does have a naturally sagging brow and Botox is not giving enough of a lift, mm-hmm. we can use PDO threads there to lift. See, I feel like mine would be like this area. Most you guys, my are. cheek is like face right here. Cause like, I don't definitely don't need any more volume. I got a chubby face. No, you look but- great. You look great. <laughs> but I can see why somebody would be. And I think that you would be somebody that people, because the way you do PDO threads would be the same conservative way you do fillers, right? Because yes. you could probably really make someone look crazy with PDO threads. You know, I know? I don't know. I'm sure you could. I'm okay. sure with anything you could probably overdo it. But the, it is such... So we when we age, we, we don't age forward, right? Like mm-hmm. our skin doesn't fall forward. No, so yeah. when you see people with bad facelifts, it's because it's pulled back. Yeah. So with PDO threads... We age downward, so we're just using... To pull up. up. Yep, oh, so just a lift. So okay. really, I mean, if it's done appropriately, no. You okay. should never And people are crazy. interested, just come get a consult. Totally, <laughs> totally. And sometimes people need a combination of Botox or filler yeah. or Botox, PDO, and filler. We actually just had a, a patient the other day um, on our Instagram that they could reference if they want to look at it but she has been coming to us for over nine months and she's done tiny little you know baby steps we started with lip injections Ooh. then we did some kybella to dissolve some fat under her chin okay. she most recently did a little filler with pdo threads so sometimes you just need a few things to get to your end goal that's what i think is the best way for me personally i've come to find out is that doing little increments help one make a like a gradual change so it's not like so drastic yeah so drastic and two I feel like it helps keep it long term because you're just like slowly going through it I don't know that's how I feel like I feel like I'm I'm good and like just here and there a little tweak yes kind of anti-aging it's a marathon you know it's just like 
working out and eating well. Like you can't go to the gym one time and eat a salad and then think that you're going to have a bikini bod, you know? Yeah. I wish it works like that, (laughs) but it doesn't. So (laughs) aesthetics is the same way. Oh, so the other, the final question I have is what can people do to help keep their um, injections like longer or fresher? I don't know what the word is, but like, do because I'm sure there's certain things you can do in your life that makes them go away faster. I don't know. Is that the case? You know, your body is going to metabolize them however it does. Um, I will say that doing good home care, like skincare, makes a huge difference. Because Mm -hmm. when I see patients that, you know, sometimes they'll come in and they have this tiny little line on their face and they think that they need filler or they think they need Botox. And really, it's simply surface dehydration. And I send them home with hyaluronic acid. Yeah. And they're like, wow, I feel so so much better. (laughs) So yeah, when your skin is hydrated, it looks better, especially the under eye area. I can't preach that enough. Um, but I do think just it's kind of like your maintenance plan at home to be maintaining what you're doing in between your injections. Yeah. And when you say under eye care, is that like eye cream yes. and like stuff like that? Okay, so I've heard that, that that's a mixed review I get too, that eye cream is just moisturizer and you don't really... Some people say that. I think yeah. it depends on what the ingredients are. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do think just simply putting moisturizer under your eye is helpful too. Yes, so if that's sure. all that's in your budget, do it. Mm-hmm. Take it all the way up. I'd say with skincare, like... I have a joke with my patients. I say tip to nip, like tip of your forehead to your nipples. (laughs) So just cover it, cover it all. (laughs) So I want, okay. Those were all my injection questions, but I wanted to pivot a little bit. Um, I'm sure I know you're a Kardashian fan. Of course. I, I don't I don't know why I'm obsessed with this family. Well, they're fascinating. <laughs> you know? That's what it they is. They are fascinating. It's not like I want to be them or it's not like I idol them. It's just like their life right. is so out of the norm that I'm like, like it's like watching it's been like know. a fishbowl for us for yes, so long you yeah know? and just watching it evolve it's wild and they have i mean from the episode one what the girls look like to like the reunion i know <laughs> it's wild glow so, up yeah clearly they've had a lot of like work and they've done a lot of they've definitely had a massive um influence on the beauty industry for sure in whichever way and but they had um a reunion recently for their final season and andy cohen asked a question that made me really like it shook me for a minute because their response was what made it wild to me he asked them do you feel like you have negatively impact the beauty industry Mm -hmm. in any way and they said no they haven't and that shook me because I personally think that they have, and right. I don't know what your opinion is on if they've, I think they've made an impact in good ways, but also they have kind of made it in bad ways too. Definitely. And I think it's because of the way that they don't disclose That's the things they do. That's what's so frustrating, I think, for all of us and for just the average person, you know, similar to J-Lo. I can't yes. make any claims that I treat these people because I don't, and I don't know what they've had done. Yeah. However... <laughs> I know you don't put olive oil on your freaking face and look like that. You know, it's just There's like, no it's, it, it would be one thing, I think, to just not say anything. But the fact that they say they don't do anything and kind of lie is where yeah. I think it frustrates people. Yeah, and I think it sets up this false expectation that you could reach that level of You like, can wake up like this. Yeah, and it's like, there's no way. Because... I think, like, for example, let's talk about J-Lo for a minute, the mm-hmm. olive oil thing. It's like, say she doesn't have fillers or Botox. Let's just say. Right. Which, sure, that's her claim, and that's she's technically telling the truth. But I promise you she's had laser treatments. She's ha- She has the best at-home care. Right. The best diet. Right. Uh, like, all the things that help her to, look like that. Right. So to say you use olive oil on your skin instead of, like, 
peptides and retinol and sunscreen. Just say you use sunscreen. Yeah. Say anything yeah. other than olive oil. Yes. You know, all I mean, olive oil. You know, I don't know. I've never done it on my own face, so maybe I should try it. But it's an oil. It's got to be comedogenic. It's got to be clogging yes. your pores. So I don't know how it could be. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Everything I've learned about in school, it's not even a moisturizing like property. Right. Correct. <laughs> it's just like a barrier. Yeah, exactly. It's like a lipid barrier. That's exactly right. And I'm like, you are lying. You're lying. Teeth. I know. You don't look like this for no reason. Oh, so that, that, I think, is what's the most frustrating. It's not that they do these things, because more power to you, sister. Right. It's the fact that you act like you don't, and then society's kind of like, well, why don't I look like that? Exactly. Because I lather olive oil. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's very frustrating for people, myself included. So, I understand that. Well, you know, speaking of school, I am currently going to esthetician school so exciting i know i'm, I'm so proud of you i'm almost done it's i only amazing. have like two months left which is wild but obviously you went um not only did you go to nursing school and you're like certified in all these amazing things you also went to esthetician school right I did. yeah how was the journey for you because for me i'm finding it really overwhelming mm-hmm. and i'm kind of in a space right now like to be very candid where i'm like not seeing anything like future like wise i'm just like i'm i'm just treading in water I'm just getting through Mm -hmm. and it just it feels like my school specifically sometimes I feel like I don't think I'm learning enough to be proficient in the real world I get that I totally get it (laughs) when you say you feel like you're not evolving like where where do you feel like you're struggling the most people think skincare is like this fun fluffy job of course and then you get to the nitty-gritty of it and you realize how much you can actually damage someone's face yeah if you don't have knowledge how um much knowledge you need to have Mm -hmm. how much hard work it takes to actually make it in this industry yes it's a little like overwhelming. It can be overwhelming. Yeah. For sure. So how do you like? I don't know. What advice do you have for other esthetician students or other people kind of in that space? Yeah. So I think you know when you're in school, I think it's a really common feeling to feel like that because yeah. you are just kind of getting your basics down. Yeah. And that is truly like just the beginning of your education. Mm-hmm. So I myself like. Yes, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in the aesthetics industry for 11, 12 years, which is crazy. But um, (laughs) Wait, so you started when you were like 15? Yeah, basically. No, I've been in it since 2009. So that's been like, what, 11, 12 years? Yeah, that's crazy. 12 years. So (laughs) I have been continuously learning since that point. And that is what I think is the key is that, you know, get your certificate because Mm -hmm. that's what you need you have to like before you can pass go you have to get that certificate of completion and your state license and then i think if you can get some type of like internship or where you have a mentor that you can work with Mm -hmm. on the job training is a real real thing because every place that you go they're gonna have different protocols and Mm -hmm. different products anyways Mm -hmm. and so you know you're gonna have to kind of pivot after you get out mm-hmm. unless you go to a place that's carrying the exact same skincare line that you're using now at yeah. school which could happen yeah but it's not likely but right? it's not yeah. but, and there's and that the cool thing about skincare is there's so many different lines with so many different you know mm-hmm. products and benefits mm-hmm. and protocols and so the sky is really the limit um i would also say you know feeling like you have to have an instagram and a social media presence and everything to be relevant it definitely does give you a, you know, a heads up, like, mm-hmm. or a head start in the market. Yeah. So 
When I went to nursing school, I actually started my Instagram two years before I started practicing and just, it was, I mean, now when I look back at my old <laughs> blog post, I'm like, this is hysterically embarrassing. <laughs> However, just start is like my advice to anybody, like just start, just become a resource for people yeah. and that's how people start to build trust with you. Okay. Um, and, and just start a page and just simply, even if you're talking about, you know, sunscreen, hyaluronic yeah. acid, active ingredients, you know, and then you can start showing before and afters and, mm-hmm. and build your portfolio because people do want to see an Instagram. Yeah. There's definitely people that don't want to do Instagram and I think that's totally fine. It just may take longer to build a clientele mm-hmm. or maybe you go work somewhere at a, you know, at a resort spa or yeah, something and yeah. that's totally fine. But if you want to build your own clientele, it's a, it is, yeah. I think personally, Instagram is like, it's literally the future of this industry it's, as far as yeah. like, like um, advertising yourself. Oh, it has a hundred percent built my career and yeah. it's an invaluable tool that I mean, it's free. Yeah. For, I mean, for now. I yeah. mean, who knows what, if it's going <laughs> to yeah. change. But, um, I mean. And just start with that. Just, I think, uh, probably educating people and giving them information mm-hmm. that's valuable to them is a good start. Totally. And then you'll always pop in as the top of mind. Would you say that, um, as a student, one of the most critical things you can walk away with from school is just learning ingredients? Would that yeah. be, like, one of the most important? I do. And, like, when I was in school, we, um, the line that we carried was Dermalogica, which is a really... I mean, it's a great versatile line. It's not that powerful. Yeah. So, you know, the ingredients are, I mean, for some people, they work perfectly. Yeah. For people that have like cystic acne and things like that mm-hmm. and crazy aging, probably not, yeah. you know? So, yes, I had to pivot and I ended up, you know, working for a, a different skincare company mm-hmm. and learning all of those ingredients and more about chemical peels. But I do think ingredient knowledge is super important. And just starting with things that are not super aggressive until you feel like you have a concept, you know, even with patients, like when I would start, um, seeing patients, I would do protocols on them that were easier and lighter and not too aggressive because you never know how somebody's skin's going to react anyways. Yes. And until you really know them and know how their skin's going to react, then you can start incorporating things that are more aggressive. Okay. And I think I think most estheticians do yeah, that. Yeah, feel that. What is your opinion, real quick, on, like, the TikTok influencers and the skincare? Yeah. Like, what advice would you give for people? Like, just don't listen to them it's unless they're honestly a super, It is super frustrating. Yeah. Um, you know, I, like you, it, it's... It can be really frustrating when people come in and they tell me that they want to use frownies on their Botox or on their glabella lines instead of Botox. Like, it's not going to work the same, you yeah. know? Like, not to diss frownies, no offense, but it's not the same. Um, but, yeah, it's it's very frustrating because unless somebody has the credentialing mm-hmm. and the actual knowledge, which if they do, that's awesome because yeah. there are tons of professionals that yeah. use like TikTok. you i mean you right. use instagram and instagram to and, be educational mm-hmm. and so if that's the case awesome but if not maybe probably just so do a little research advice. before yes. you take advice and <laughs> yes before you're putting olive oil all over your whole face for seven days wasting at a time. your time <laughs> yeah. um so real quick um annie is not just a nurse injector she's on another really exciting journey right now you're gonna be a mom yeah oh my god i'm so excited for you thank so you so tell us about that how far along are you so i'm almost halfway so i'm like 19 weeks this how week. are you feeling you know it's um i'm so excited like I am so grateful it was not an easy journey for my husband and I so that gratitude is 
I mean, overwhelming, but I have been very sick. Very, very, very sick. <laughs> this little boy is giving me a run for my money, but that's okay. It's worth it. So just a lot of morning sickness and being yes, tired. Yes, morning and... sickness and um, just the heartburn is real. Fortunately, he is most active for me at night, so he's very considerate of my work schedule. Yeah. <laughs> Good. But, yeah, hopefully any day now I'll be turning that corner. We'll see. So then let me ask you two questions about that. What's the thing you're most excited for and the thing you're most anxious? for I mean I'm I just I can't wait to have a little person that is a combination of my husband and I I think that's gonna be like the greatest gift you know um I I already feel like I love him more than anything in the world and I haven't even (laughs) met him yet so you know that I think it just expanding our family and just just, having a little human to like love on and just kids and children bring such a different like joy and energy mm-hmm. to life and like just being able to share my life with that I think yeah. would be really really cool yeah so, what, are you, what are you the most like oh gosh okay we're I doing would this say, I mean I am a little nervous about giving birth I'm not gonna lie that's a little scary to me um also I would say I mean my I'm 36 I'm gonna be probably 37 by the time I have my baby so I have definitely put work you know first and and not that I wanted that like be more than kids or anything like that it's just kind of how it worked out for us um so skin charm is definitely like my first baby yeah and so you know just making sure that I'm an amazing boss and running an amazing business that is you know a little overwhelming but there's help for that yeah you have a great team and great support system and skin charm is going to be amazing and this baby's going to be amazing and it's like are so exciting for this new journey in your life so yeah thank you you so much for joining me that was so fun um where where can everyone find you on social media like what's the vibe how do we reach out to you yes so (laughs) um my name is annie thurston and i am I am the owner of Skin Charm, which is located in Old Town Scottsdale. Um, so if you want to book with us, you can check out our website, which is skincharm.com. Um, that will give you all of your booking information. And then all my social media, my um, Instagram is at Nurse Annabelle. And then our business page is at skin.charm. Okay, awesome. So you can and find lots of good info, education, all of our Before's and info. After, afters, yep, before all the Before and afters, you... all okay. the things. And I have like a really great team that is also here with me. And so they are all resources for you as well. Yeah, and you have more injectors on yes. the team too, right? We that do. You're like, you've trained them and they've got the anti-touch. Yes. And we do things in the skin <laughs> charm way. Yes, sure. I love yes. it. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. Yeah. That was so fun. Thank you for having me. We've got to do this again. I yes. like we could talk about topics for hours All day, hours. I know. So I'm like, I want to hang out with you after we turn yes. the mics off. You can like pull your audience sometime and answer all questions yes. or something. All right. See you guys. Bye, guys. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.